Uh, welcome in. What's going on in a uh, on a Monday? Monday afternoon, evening, whichever you want to call it, man. Welcome to Sports with Balls. I am Jeff Michael. Lauren Leo's off this week. Mike Scarborough is actually in the building, but we have a special guest today. Steven. Steven Truett, what's up? How y'all doing? How, first of all, Steven's dressed with the Tiger Woods hat and the shirt. How'd you shoot today? <laughs> 77. What? 77. Nice. Couple double bogeys, not enough birdies. Wow. 77. And where'd you play? Blue Jack. Blue oh. Jack. Woo. Oh, man. I, I've actually never played Blue Jack. That's up north, right? Yeah, it's in Montgomery. We're over here in Houston, Texas. For those of y'all paying attention, welcome into Sports with Balls. We are live at Christian's Tailgate 2000 Bagby. Uh, we're down here, and tonight is the home opener for the Houston Astros. I know that's what everybody's been talking about via social media. If you're here in Houston, those of y'all listening from other cities, thank y'all for paying attention. If you don't like the Astros, I'm sorry about that. Like, <laughs> I Well, you know, I, I can't normally be biased on a show. Because this is a national show, but I love the Astros. Yeah, I mean, that's just my team. (laughs) I agree with you, man. They're they're fun to watch, and and, you know, they've had some turnover, and everybody's keeps thinking they're going to trip up, but they just haven't. And uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch again this year. I, I, man, so a buddy of mine texted me last night, Roy Stanton, and uh, he was mad because the Astros got blown out a couple of times in this past series. They started off pretty good, and I, I said, man, look, that was our B lineup. I said, but just. I think this this team actually has a better shot than or a good shot of being better than the teams of the last three or four years. And that sounds weird because they went to the World Series a couple of times. I'm not saying better than 2017. And don't y'all start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already know where that was coming, where that was going. But I'm saying the lineup with Alvarez and Tucker and them getting hot, and this kid at shortstop that replaced Correa, pretty good. He looks phenomenal. Yeah, and, and right now, I mean, you're talking about getting blown out. I think their bullpen's young. I think uh, they're going to have some learning curves with the bullpen. Sure. But, uh, you, you know, their bats aren't really working yet. Uh, you know, Brantley, two nights ago, I mean, he hits three balls. It has a 700 yeah, hit percentage and, and doesn't get a hit. Yeah. So yeah. they'll start falling. It's it's early, and uh, I think they're going to be a, a really solid team and a good team to watch. I do, too. Verlander. Looks Dude. real good. <laughs> I mean, Tommy I mean, John who? Tommy John what? Sorry, hold on. Oh, it is popping. Ah, well. Hopefully, it doesn't do that for much longer. Sorry if y'all hearing some popping noise. We'll get that fixed up. Uh, but sitting down here at Chris's tailgate, man. Welcome into Sports with Balls, uh, 2000 Bagby. Will you keep listening? And make sure it doesn't do that. And then uh, sitting down here with Stephen Truett. Uh, before we get into too much sports, you're the owner of this clean athlete skin defense, uh, natural cleanser, active athletes, and. We've been pushing this a, a couple of times. Let me put it up for you guys uh, on what this is. I love this stuff. Where did you come up with the idea with this thing? Well, I mean, the the, the clean athlete itself, the, the active ingredient is something your body produces. Uh, this was actually used in our soldiers' field and wound packs back all the way in World War One. Whoa. So it, uh, back then it had a 90-minute shelf life. We've developed a process to make it and have it have the shelf life, obviously, so we can sell it. Uh, it's amazing stuff. I mean, if, if you're using something that's toxic to your body, you're making a mistake. This stuff's hundred times more effective than bleach, and it's uh, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna get you where you need to go with all your germs and, and pathogens and things of that nature. I like saying it's almost like a liquid mask, but it's, it's a, not. It, you don't feel liquid on your face. It's not sticky or anything like that. No, it's, it's just not like gonna a, leave a residue. It dries really quick. Um, 
and again, it's it's all natural. It's what your body produces when you get sick. So all you're doing is helping your body out. It's actually 518 sprays. Uh, did you do Did you do that yourself? We uh, did sit down. <laughs> one of the employees, we had him spray it, what's and it was old, 518 what's sprays. What's that old commercial? How many licks does it take to get to the center of a, a tootsie roll? Tootsie roll. Tootsie roll. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. 518 sprays, and you'll get to the end of one of these bottles, man. It's fantastic stuff. Uh, website's on the screen, or if you're listening, it is thecleanathlete.org, O-R-G, uh, spelt the way it sounds, man, thecleanathlete.org, or call Stephen 281-733-4150. We were going over the Astros just a little bit, and I'd like to get your opinion because we talked a little bit prior to the show a, a few days ago. I mean, you, you're a baseball guy, and I've heard from Mike that you, you're – you're, you're pretty damn good at it. <laughs> no, that was a that was a long time ago. But uh, well, yeah, we had some good, good time together. Shot a seventy-seven. Now, does that translate? Because a lot of people say that baseball swings don't translate into golf swings. I agree with that. I do not think it translates. I think you know, obviously the the power and the the ability to swing the club. But I think it's a people say what you're saying. It's the same swing on a different plane. I yes. think it's a totally different action. But I think there is some translation as far as for power. But other than that, no. Only hits about gotcha, gotcha. About 340. That's <laughs> Dude, Thomas, Kim, uh, I, I hope that the noise is gone now. But uh, is it still popping on there, Mike? Can you hear it? But Thomas, Kim, you know what he just said, man? He said the noise on the feet is similar to the Astros trash can noise. <laughs> little Get out of here with that. Because uh, uh, no. they were the only team doing it, right? No. Well, and now <laughs> you see, that's funny that, that you mentioned that. Now you see all these athletes, even ex-Dodgers coming out and saying, you know, like, hey, look, they were not even close to the same. Like, I mean, not even close to the only team doing that. Like, it wasn't like everybody was doing it. Yeah, no, they were they were all doing it. And you know, you speak of Dodgers. I mean, what a train wreck they have as a manager over there that pulls out a pitcher that's throwing a perfect game. Just, I mean, give me a break. Throw, yeah. I mean, horrible. Dave Roberts is horrible. I mean, he has successfully not won the World Series with his managing skills. That's a good point. I mean, like everybody, the Dodgers have been to the World Series twice. They lost the Astros and they won. I hate, <laughs> I hate saying this, dude, but I was, I don't, I don't like the bubble championship in the NBA with the Lakers, and I don't like the COVID championship with the Dodgers. No, I don't. No. I don't think like there's no fans. Uh, like there's no fans make games. One hundred percent. It's a, it's a it different element. Shortened season, so. I just I don't I don't like that championship. I don't I don't claim it's legit. But then people are going to turn around and say, "But you claim the Astros." Like, uh, God, I get it. I get it. I get all I get all the narratives on that man. But uh, listen, welcome all you guys for. Uh, oh look, Thomas Kim, the clean athlete, should go on Shark Tank. Uh, that'd be awesome. Nope, because you got to have a COVID shot to go on there. <laughs> I love it. We I don't need it. COVID <laughs> shot. We got clean athlete. Well, now there is a sales pitch right there. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, sitting down here with Stephen Truett, man. We got to thank a couple people before we get too much into that, man. Uh, want to thank Brian White, man. Best phone number in the business. If you are injured for any reason and need real results of a real attorney, call attorney Brian White, 713-500-5000. That's 713-500-5000. Brian is the man. Also, you need your roof done? Corey Fitz is the bomb. We love Corey over there and what he does. Call Corey Fitz, uh, making a difference, serving people, driven by to their community, not just revenue. There's the number, 832-521-3001 or FitzRoofing.com. That's F-I-T-Z Roofing.com. All right, let's get to it, man. We got some people listening on here. Astros opening day. 
baseball seems to be heating up now. They're about 10 games into the season. Have you watched a bunch? I have. I've watched uh, I've watched pretty much every Astros game, and then I've watched uh, you know a few others on Sunday night baseball, Wednesday night baseball, all that. I know we're only 10 games in, and Cream always rises to the top. I always say that, but you can already see the standings. Like you, you know who's bad. Toronto's for real. <laughs> Dude, they are. And I, mean, I, I have said that since day one on the show that I, I really, really love the Astros and the Dodgers in the World Series. Now, that's not just because I'm an Astros fan. Obviously, Dodgers on paper have one of the best rosters maybe in the past 50 years, right? Yep. Like four yep. MVPs, uh, incredible pitching staff. I mean, they look good. If they stay healthy, that's a, that's a hard division. But if they stay healthy, they should be there. And I love the Astros lineup. If they can get it all together, the Astros look great in the AL. Now, that being said, Toronto looks vicious. They're unbelievable. I mean, their their core group and the, and, the, and their pitching staff is just unbelievable. Um, they they're s- they're going to be hard to beat. They're going to win that division, I think. I think they win it going away. Uh, I think, you know, Garrett Cole, I think, made a huge mistake leaving, leaving Houston because of the Strom. I mean, Strom, he's not here anymore, but yeah. he's struggled ever since he's left, and I think it was a bad decision for him other than the 200 million reasons it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's the whole reason he went. And look, Vlad hit two bombs off of him the other night, Vladimir Guerrero for Toronto. Um, and what I would say was a show of strength when the when the, the Blue Jays took out the Yankees. Like, I mean, yeah. they, they dominated. They're 6-4 and four right now. The Yankees are 5-5. Five and five. And again, look, we're only 10 games in. But Toronto, I don't think is going away from that top spot or even like they're going to be right there with them. Right. So in that division, Toronto Yankees, Tampa Bay, who was, who looks good too. They're five and five. And you got Boston. The only team in that whole division that's worthless would be Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're going to stay down there. Baltimore is in a complete rebuild for, I don't even know how 20 long. years. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a while. Baltimore looks to be a little bit of a mess, but that's going to be an awesome division to watch. And yes, you're right. Toronto has been on my radar. I'm scared shitless of them george springer hit a leadoff home run the other night and it just reminded me how good he used to be in houston now he was hurt all last year so he didn't get to show anything uh that's why the astros fans didn't miss him because you you never heard anything vladimir guerrero lost a little bit of weight and you also have with bachette over there like dude that team looks good and young and really like so Toronto looks awesome in the central over there in the AL. White Sox are, are already running away. It looks like they're already two games up in their division. Yeah, they're gonna be good. I think Cleveland. Will, I think Cleveland will. Uh, I guess the Guardians is that yeah, what they yeah. are now. Is that weird? Yeah, that's Strange weird. Strange uh, to say. I think the Cleveland's gonna give them a run. I think they're gonna keep them honest in that division for sure. Uh, they got some good players, and you know Ramirez. He's playing for that big contract that he wants, and and he's gonna be. I mean, he's just a, he's a ball player. So, so glad you brought that up. Is he worth three hundred million dollars? None of them are worth three hundred million, <laughs> dude. That it's gonna bust. The bubble will bust. Well, and we're gonna get into the NFL here in a little bit about that too, with all these contracts that are coming up. The NFL just signed somebody that is record breaking again. Before baseball went on strike, they signed a record amount of people, especially the Texas Rangers, <laughs> who yeah. are still terrible. But they signed a record amount of money during the during the offseason, and these contracts are getting absolutely out of hand. And a and a, a a listener on the show brought it up the other day when we were on live. Said that he he thinks during our lifetime that we're going to see a billion dollar contract. And I'm like, that's I think they'll stop it. It has to have a stopping point somewhere. Well, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have one of these big time free agents that that's going to be looking for that kind of money, and the owners are going to come together and just 
they're, they got to stop. They're going to put an end yes. to it. They're going to make a, an example out of somebody. Now, if it's this year, next year, or, or what dollar amount, but somebody will made, be made an example of. Sure. And, and whether they sit out a year or, or, you know, just come to the realization that it's just gotten too big, the bubble's going to burst, and they yeah, bring well, them down to reality. I, I, I 100% agree. These, these things are, you know, him wanting $300 million to play in Cleveland – now, if Cleveland is a contender, and I understand that, but I mean, it's another thing. The Texas Rangers signing all those people. You're, you're trying to buy championships. Yeah, you're and trying to buy. It. All, not even doesn't always. Most of the time, that doesn't translate into championships. Now, yeah. it'll translate into playoffs, and it, it will generate Maybe. revenue. Maybe, but championships, it doesn't buy championships. Look, I mean, I'm not saying look at the Lakers, but <laughs> well, yeah, you got a bunch of guys. Anytime that- I get a chance, to- <laughs> I agree. I hate them. <laughs> But you got a bunch of guys that are getting paid. There are a bunch of there are a bunch of guys that are um, typically they're going to be your your A type personalities, and they're going to there seems to be always problems. You know, you look at what the Astros did, and they did it with the farm system. They brought those guys up at the same time, or you know, kind of sprinkled them in, and and nobody was bigger than the team. And I think that was the attitude they took. And I think that has also translated to the guys that are coming up and playing with them now. Yeah, and I also think that the Astros were very, very good at getting the maximum out of the minimum. And what I mean by that is the maximum potential out of these new players on the minimum salaries, right? Exactly. And that's what the business is about. When they won in 2017, they had Carlos Correa on his original contract. They had all these – I mean, Bregman wasn't even signed for his $100 million then. Like, they were getting they, – they, they got a lot of money. <laughs> they they got a lot it, of yeah. money. You know? They definitely did. And because again, when you're winning and doing well, right after that that first contract, you're gonna you're gonna want the big bucks. You know, again, these players asking for three, four hundred million dollars. It's just that's a lot of money to play baseball. It's a lot of money to do anything. God. And you know, you think about it, baseball. And I've always said this: baseball is one of the sports, the only sports where you can get paid millions of dollars before just on on projection. Yes. You know, tr- change that up and make it be. Look, you were drafted in this slot. Here's what your potential is. Now let's go play and see what what part of that potential that mm-hmm. you earned. I think that help would help a lot. Yeah, you get paid on one year. Well, you get paid before you on the draft. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now you a know? little bit. And and that's what that was one of the arguments during when they had the lockout was they wanted rookie salaries to be you know obviously more. I think it was at three hundred. They wanted five hundred, something like that. Well, but it was a minimum. They wanted the, so the minimum used to be three fifty. Three fifty. Five hundred. Yeah. They were yeah. wanted to be seven fifty for the minimum. Golly. <laughs> yeah. And look, I'm not, I'm not on the owner side. I'm not on the player side, but I am on the side of people that build businesses and companies. They, they, dude, they, these people bought these the Astros or or whatever organization you choose, like you know, to to go for or these guys want to buy is billions and billions of dollars, but they have other companies. They're, they're businessmen. They did all this stuff and made all this money. And then the player's like, you know what? You need to give me this. You need to give me this. You need to give me this. And I guess it's based on revenue, right? But I know that these guys aren't making that much. Like I see the empty stands. Right. Like, and people say baseball's declining. I don't, like, I mean, these guys want all this money and they say baseball's declining. Like, whoa, well, hold on. Something's not adding up. Well, I think a lot of the money that they're they're using to pay these salaries come from the TV contracts, come from the revenue sharing within the league. While you know you go to a Kansas City, well, Kansas City's probably a bad example because they they support them. But let's say you go to a Baltimore game, yep. and you got ten thousand people there. Well, they're obviously not even at their payroll covering their they're not covering it. But with the TV deals and the revenue sharing and everything else, 
they have that extra money to play with, and it's just ruining the game. I agree. I, I agree 100%, man. But we're here in Houston, Texas, man. We are at Christian's Tailgate. It is the home opener for the Houston Astros. Uh, wow. A lot of people are excited about this. Me too. Um, they did just come off a bad series. Uh, they went 6-4 and four to start off this – or 5-4, and four, I'm sorry, to start off the season on the road. And look, if you're an Astros fan and you're listening – you got to understand the Astros are terrible on the West Coast. They always have been. I, I don't. I don't even know why it is. It doesn't matter. Seattle, uh, the Angels, San Francisco, wherever we're playing, Arizona, which has generally been a really bad team. We just don't play good in the West time zone. Like we do not. I don't know yeah. if it's how they don't wake up early or what. Travel schedules probably, and yeah, the waking up and you know. But he, traditionally, I mean, if you look at their record versus, uh, they they've pretty much owned Seattle. Yeah, you know, this year the. You know, again, it's early. We don't have Jordan. Jordan's hurt, or I guess well, he's, he's sick, right? Yeah, he had fever for three days straight. He is in the lineup tonight. Okay, yeah. So I that'll mean, that'll be fun. That can boost any lineup. Yeah, I mean, dude, you know, that guy. But we have three potential MVPs in this lineup, and you have a, a potential for the Rookie of the Year, and you have a potential for the Cy Young. Right. It's it's going to be an exciting yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, amazing if you're. Everybody's an Astros worried fan. about losing Correa. I think Pena's going to step in and and, dude, and, and just fill that role with seamlessly and and. I just if Jose if Siri's listening, I just want to tell him just relax and play the yes. game. Leave the sideshow bullcrap. Just leave it alone. It was fun last year, right? Like in the playoffs, and you got a glimpse of his like kind of attitude and whatever, and, and like and, and it was fun to see. But yeah, he's not a superstar yet. Don't act like no. One. Like you, you just brought up our new shortstop, you know. And I think this kid, it wasn't it wasn't the play that he made. It was what he did afterwards, right? He made a diving play to catch the ball over his shoulder, and he got up, kind of tossed the ball, and just smacked it with his other hand. And you could tell the confidence that this kid already had on that field. Yeah. And I was—that's what I loved. That's why I was like, "Whoa!" He—he he feels and knows that he can step in. And Carlos Correa, for me, was the best shortstop in the league. And what is it? Agree. It wasn't just because of his offense; it was his defense. He has a cannon for an arm, and he is unbelievable at shortstop. And obviously. That's when most of the balls are hit on the infield. That's why shortstops, you know, are, are generally the most athletic guys on the team. So for him to step in like this and be confident, I, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. He's definitely got some intensity about him, too. I mean, I think it's a quiet intensity, but I think as he gets his feet wet and the year goes on, I don't think he's going to be anything like Siri, who, again, I mean, you put him in the 10th inning at second base, he scores, and he acts like he just hit the World Series yeah. game-winning home yeah, run. Exactly. It's like, hey, relax. <laughs> I mean, you're running because you're the last we're, out. We're on game eight, bro. Still <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Calm down. But uh, right now, man, there's only one game that was uh, finalized today. The Twins beat the Red Sox 8-3. to three. Uh, Twins are 4-6, and six, Red Sox 5-5. Five and five. I already told you Astros and Angels come up here in about 45 minutes. You also have Pirates versus the Brewers, Rays at the Cubs, Phillies at the Rockies, Orioles, Athletics, Reds, and Padres. And here's an interesting game that I wanted to bring up to you, which is Braves at the Dodgers. Now, Freddie Freeman has had some controversy in L.A. I mean, not in L.A., in Atlanta. You know, now you're, you're seeing that maybe he wasn't as welcome there as he thought, you know, in the locker room. And then you see he hits out of – from that controversy in Atlanta – you see L.A., he hits a double last night, and they give him a standing ovation. Yeah, I mean, you know, behind the scenes, we don't know what's going on. The guy's a hell of a player. Sure. And, you know, maybe there was some controversy in the locker room, and, and, and that was probably what led him to leave. I mean, you know, 
the fans don't know what's going on, and, no. and he seems like a good guy, but hell, I don't know him. You yeah, know? you don't know. So, him. You don't know him in the locker room. I don't know him in the locker room. I don't know him on the field, and and you know the bottom line is at the end of the day he's looking out for his family and and doing what he thinks best for him but you know sour grapes you know <laughs> I mean, move on he's in, he's in LA look he won a world series with Atlanta and i don't care if, i don't think he's the <laughs> from the outside looking at it, it doesn't look like freddie freeman's a bad locker room guy doesn't look like a problem at all and I mean, and the way he explained it was that it was the it was the culture that Atlanta had he was just trying to go by that and and some of the teammates were not agreeing with the culture that Atlanta Braves had provided and you know they they were they were bumping heads because of that yeah I mean like I said he, he whatever the reason was he felt that it was better for him in his career and family for him to move on he did it and I think he's a great player and, and like I said none of us know what's going on in the locker room so on the field I'd like to have him yeah, yeah. You know, Yuli's up forty six years old. We might get him next year. He had a terrible year last. Yeah, <laughs> he had a terrible year the first half of the season last year, and then he came back in the second half, obviously, and, and was amazing. Um, tonight, the Braves at the Dodgers, like I'd mentioned, Clayton Kershaw back on the mound after the seventy pitch perfect seven inning game. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Now, I'm glad I have you on the show. You love baseball again, man. We're sitting over here. Talking to Stephen Truitt, owner of Clean Athlete. Go to thecleanathlete.org. Um, would you have pulled Clayton Kershaw with no, 70 pitches? Not a chance. And what's even more disappointing and, and is that Kershaw let him go, let him take him out of the game. There was a not there was a, it, yeah. a story about uh, Nolan Ryan. He was in the uh, pitching for the Rangers, and Bobby Valentine was a manager, and oh, yeah. I can't remember the guy, the pitching coach, and they're sitting there, and he's at like 100-and-something pitches, 46 years old, and they, he says, well, he's older than me. I'm the manager. You go pull him out. So he goes out there, and <laughs> Nolan tells him, he says, what are you doing out here? He said, take your ass back to the dugout. Damn. Well, Valentine That's comes out. Shit right yeah, there, Valentine man. comes out to actually pull him out of the game. And Nolan Ryan tells him, "There's one person leaving this mound, and it ain't you. It ain't me. It ain't me so yeah. get your ass off my mound." You know, <laughs> I, I would have expected something like that. Like Kershaw, he's a veteran. I mean, he's pitched for what 16, 15 years. I yeah. mean, he's I, doing a perfect game. There's twenty five ever, and they take him. Yeah, out. there were twenty three, and he would have been the twenty fourth. There's a controversial twenty fourth. Uh, so it's either twenty four or twenty five. But after the game, of course, I think he just said all the right things. He's gonna take, he took the high road. Yeah. He's a good guy. I think I mean, that's exactly what happened. He said all the right things, but in his heart, he's like, come on. You at least go player by player at that point or batter by batter. You know, if, if he yeah. walks one, if, if one gets a hit, and it could be six pitches later, fine, cool, take him out. But go batter by batter after that point. Don't pull him after 70 perfect to where he doesn't even have a chance to, uh, to, to pitch to the, in the eighth inning. I mean, what message does your manager, your manager at that point, what message does that send to the rest of the team? Those guys are probably sitting there going, oh, my God, I can't believe he's doing that. You know? Because the defense loves that, too. Yeah. I mean, he's working 70 pitches through that many, you know, seven innings. What message as a manager are you sending to your team right there? I don't think it's a good one, but I'm not a Dave Dave Roberts fan to begin with. So. Now, look, everybody knows. we. I talked about it a minute ago. I'm an Astros fan. I'm, I'm from Houston. I, I love the Houston Astros. But. I have bet on the Dodgers the last three nights, and it's been fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm probably going with them again tonight. Uh, yeah, you know? I mean, they're a good team. They're going to win some games for you. But, you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, I got to stick with my, my, my hometown Astros. Yeah, I, barring injuries, the L.A. Dodgers are the favorite. 
like, I mean, on paper, yeah, on paper, they, on paper, they have the best lineup in the last 50 years. I mean, you got to go back to the 60s Yankees or, or the, maybe even the 40s Yankees before you find a better lineup on paper. These guys are unbelievable. And I saw injuries. It's a long season. It's a, it's a matter of what you do over the progression. 162, 81, 81 away, 81 at home. And you have to figure out how to manage that. And I, Dave Roberts pulling him, I kind of, that's where he was at. It was his Clayton Kershaw's first game. And he's like, okay, well, we're on a pitch count regardless of what happens. Okay. You're on a pitch count regardless of what happens until it's a perfect game. <laughs> right. Until we're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that was absolutely, I, I wouldn't have done it. I was shocked when it happened. Uh, Mike's over here trying to get in a clean athlete, of course. We still got Mike. For those of y'all that want to know, Mike Scarborough is back. He'll be back on the show hopefully Thursday. There he is. There he is. We got uh, Stephen Truitt on here. I'm going to put up uh, his brand again. Anything else? Like on this stuff, thecleanathlete.org, where'd you come up? Like, because this is a killer idea. Like I said, it's like a liquid mask, but there's no stickiness. Like, look, it is. And you spray it on microphones, you spray it on on absolutely anything. It's what your body naturally makes. It's a natural defense. There's no odor. No. No, nothing. It's fantastic. I feel refreshed. Can you add an odor? No, we don't want to add an odor. We like the uh, the clean uh, athlete. And, and Mike wants uh, to add like his girlfriend's perfume on there, so he can smell her all candy. day. <laughs> like, come on, so, man. Added, uh, There's places you can get that odor, but it ain't gonna be out of our clean athlete. So we'll, we're gonna stick with the refreshing, yes. you know, the clean, clean uh, smell. But again, we didn't, ca- you know, it's not it's something new, we the new car smell. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not something we invented. It's something that we uh, we. We produce. We figured out how to actually produce it uh, with the shelf life. There are other people out there that have some. But ours is the only organic. We don't put any any uh, vinegar, boric acid, or anything that helps stabilize it yeah. for shelf life. It is truly 100% organic and 100% natural. So speaking of shelf life, how long? It's got, what would you say, 400, 500? 518. 518 squirts, and he knows that because he did all, all of them. Yep. I'm on squirt number three. I'll let you know if I get to 518. <laughs> um Speaking of that, how, what is the shelf life? Shelf life right now, you mean it's going to last you two years. If oh, you wow. buy it and you okay, got it yeah. for two years and you haven't used it, then you probably, I mean, probably not using it right anyway. Over here talking to Stephen Truitt, the owner of Clean Athlete. You guys go to thecleanathlete.org and uh, obviously huge baseball fan. Just want to bring up a couple of things. I, just to touch on what we were saying earlier about these contracts and what's going down. I have notoriously been against the Cleveland Browns and the guaranteed $230 million for Deshaun Watson. They, it's changing the NFL. It's it's changing all changing sports because, it, you know, it's it's there's always one that's going to take the lead and it always leaks over into the other sports. And again, until, until the owners say, hey, you know what, enough's enough because – which is there's not a stopping point. Yep. And until they get to that stopping point, and like I said, I think at some point, I don't know if it's going to be this year, maybe maybe this year, maybe next year, and probably more so in offseason, uh, free agency is they're just going to say no. And the players going to be putting this, and the agents are going to be put in a position that they're either going to play or they're not. So here you go. This is exact. Thank you. I mean, dude, you need to come on the show more often. Mike, Mike's not good at this. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's only because he's sitting right here. No, he's good it's at it. I, I, I right want. Here. I want. So you, the athletes are going to sit, right? So today, you get because of the wide receiver market and all the money that's been thrown out to these wide receivers, that's just now top, it's like $30 million a year now that they've moved it up. 
They've moved it up 10 to $15 million in one year for star athletes. So you got Thanks, Debo, Miami. Yeah, Debo Sam, yeah, right, for Tyree. Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and Terry McLaurin, who are all great wide receivers. Debo Samuel, obviously, is a little bit more than a wide receiver. He's a multiverse player, can do a lot of things. But they all said today they are sitting out. They're all in their uh, first-year contracts. They, well, they have one year left on their contracts, and they all want that money. And so now they're all planning on sitting out their on-the-field workouts, man. And uh, I say let them sit out. I mean, you know what? If, if, they, if, they, if they can't play for $20 million, I bet you there's 100 other guys that will play for five. You yep. know, I mean, and if that's what it comes to, let them sit out. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. It's out of hand. And then it becomes it, – you're taking away – some people spend their hard-earned money. That that guy that makes, uh, you know, 70 grand is spending a lot of money to come watch them yes. play at a game. And, yep. they're, and they're wanting to just exponentially grow the salary base, which is ridiculous. Yeah, Devontae Adams got $142 million, 28.5 guaranteed a year. You've got Tyreek Hill with the 120 and a record-breaking uh, $72.2 million guaranteed. Um, you know, but that being said, is it their fault? I don't think it's the player's no, fault. I think it's all on the owners. I am not ba- Look, so when I post, go to Sports With Balls on any one of our social media sites, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all of them. I posted, you know, I'll post all kinds of stuff on there, and, and you, you can voice your opinion. I've never said that this is the player's fault. I mean, look, get what you can get. Right. You know, the... Like the market will dictate what your worth is, and if that's the market, then I mean, if you can get paid that, that's what you're worth. Yeah, they just got to realize that there is an endpoint. Well, that's what I. This is uh, that's exactly my. I think the players need to, the players' association needs to come together and be like, uh oh, you said at the very beginning of the show about baseball and the same thing. With, like you're going to burst the bubble. Yeah, and then when that bubble bursts, it's all gone, and you've got to be careful what you do. They need to have some sort. You know how Kevin, um, not Kevin Durant. Um, uh, Kevin Garnett kind of changed the NBA was hit with that, you know, hundred and something, 120 million, million. Yeah, $120 million contract. Then they were like, Whoa, we need, we have to have a ceiling. We got to stop. We've got to have, you know, enough is enough. Well, baseball obviously doesn't have a cap football kind of does, but not really. There's going to be a point where they're going to have a hard cap and yeah. at, at positions, <laughs> like, you know, cause it's yeah. getting ridiculous, man. Like, well, I don't know if you can have it at positions because then you're going to have internal, you know, I, I think a hard cap just across the board will work better than at positions. Because like I said, that same guy that's spending 25 to $50 on a ticket, which I don't know if he can get, even get one that cheap. Now they go, okay, well the ticket's 125 bucks. Well, you lose that guy. Yes. You know, he's not going to spend four or $600 plus concessions. Yep. And then, look, Thomas Kim, he said, tell Mike Kanye wants his backpack back. <laughs> I'm going to get him over here. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I got to stare at that backpack a lot. Ouch. <laughs> but, uh, you know, over here talking about the salaries, we, we were we were on earlier talking about baseball salaries and, and the bubble bursting. And, you know, it goes down to this football. And, of course, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and Terry McLaurin all going to sit out until they get their new contracts. Something else happened in the NFL today that I thought was cool because the defensive backs have been wondering, like, hey, we got to lock these guys down. They're making $30 million a year now. Right. So the Cleveland Browns, who maybe we'll get into Baker in a minute because I've voiced my opinion on that, <laughs> but the Cleveland Browns make Danielle, Den- Denzel Ward the top-paid cornerback with a five-year, $100.5 million contract. Again, it's got to stop. I mean... Uh, I think it's good. Look, it, 
this this is going to change the market for cornerbacks now. So now every other team yeah. that has a star cornerback, there's your starting point. $25 million a year. Five years, $100.5 million extension. Uh, includes record-breaking for cornerbacks, obviously. $71.25 million guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, at that point, when you know, if you've got guys that are sitting out because they're not getting paid $30 million a year, at what point do you think they're giving you the effort on the field because they just love the game and love being out there? Yep. You know, where, where does that start? Where's that starting then? Because if you can't go and play for, if you can't go and play for fun, that's an issue. I get it's a business. I get they're they're they are individuals and they, and they're trying to make the most money they can for their family. But I mean, this is crazy. I'm gonna read this stat for you. Who won the Who won the uh, NFL championship Super Bowl last year? The LA Rams, right? The, there's two teams ahead of them with guaranteed salaries, guaranteed money they're paying out this year. The Browns at $340.5 million. And are they even close to the Rams? Pretty close. <laughs> well, I'm saying they're they, both in the NFL. Yeah, that, that's about it. And the next team is the Miami Dolphins at uh, $242 million guaranteed this year. They're both. The Browns and the Dolphins are both ahead of the Super Bowl winning LA Rams and guaranteed money. And the Browns and Dolphins are nowhere close to the LA Rams. No, it's they're not even in the same I mean <laughs> stratosphere. That's, that is that's insane. Ridiculous. I mean I can't believe that. Like that is absolutely insane. The Browns and the Dolphins. The the Browns have been good at screwing up for a long time. The Browns spending a lot of money I, I, for I mean if you look up and down their roster on paper, again, we go back to the on-paper deal. Yep. You look at their roster on paper, you sit there and go, gosh, how, this, how does this team lose? Well, they'd lose because they had Baker Mayfield. I mean, it's simple as that. He's awful. Brian Chestnut says $12 hot dogs. Uh, most American families can't afford to go to the games anymore. Uh, you know, and that's, that's what we were getting into. Because, and thank you, Brian, for that, but when you – when you drive up, when these players drive up their price, guess what else is going to go up? Ticket prices, sodas, hot dogs, everything. They're sitting in, in boardrooms going, okay, well, we got to pay this guy $30 million a year. Let's just raise the hot dogs 75 cents. And boom, they're going to make up for a lot of it. But they don't understand that, again, like Brian was saying, now that most American families just can't go, you, in order to go and take a family of four to a baseball game now and have a decent seat, you're going to spend four to five hundred dollars. Oh, for sure. I, I don't know, Brian. But he could be at the game. Is that what they're charging over there? The old yeah. juice box yeah, tonight? Juice, <laughs> probably. <laughs> God. I mean, look, you're already packed in there, and you're going to get everybody. That's why. I mean, obviously, we have the show tonight. Not going to opening day, but if you wait till tomorrow, everything's cheaper, and I mean dramatically cheaper <laughs> because now they're, of course, they're going to price. They opened up an El Tiempo. I can you imagine how much a fajita plate costs at El Tiempo in Minute Maid? 75? <laughs> yeah, uh, 90 bucks. 90 for fetus for two. <laughs> I mean, and what and what'd you pay? Is it a, is it, I didn't know they were doing that. Is that somewhere you can go in and get a ticket sitting there during the game like Ruggles was? Or yeah, I don't, how, I don't know. That I don't know. Anybody that's over there and then watching the show, whatever, let us know if you're in there where the LT info is. I, I know that they opened one, like you said. I mean, there's no, they probably, like, I couldn't even afford to order a, a, a uh, a margarita in there. Well, yeah, if, if it's $90 fajitas plus your ticket, I mean... Dude, yeah. because for opening day, and I understand it's opening day and whatever, your, your tickets are going to be expensive, but they're probably average 140 150 bucks. Let's just say 150 times four. You know, already you're at $600 for, for you, your wife, and your two kids, right? Or your girlfriend, whatever. I don't know what you do. But, <laughs> 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 but like... 
that's it. You're at 600. Kids are hungry. They're thirsty. You go up there. Just one round of drinks and food. That's another $150. Man, you're literally at almost a week's, maybe two weeks worth of pay to go to a game. And that they have to, they got to stop that. I got to sell a lot of clean athlete to take my kids to <laughs> go the to game. So y'all, y'all, y'all go ahead and order it up because my kids want to go to a drillers game in Tulsa. Right? Man, you know where I want to go? Have you seen that, those banana, whatever? That, the, yeah, the, dude, yeah. what, is, what is it called? The, uh, the banana I don't know. It's something, the bananas, but I don't, I, I've seen it Minor online. Baseball. I think it's like or a, just the a baseball globetrotters. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I saw a guy doing the splits at home yeah. play the other day. I was like, that, there's no way that he's trying to get into the I park. saw a guy in his wind-up, stop his wind-up, then everybody on the field started doing the same dance. And then he pitched the ball. Yeah, I saw that one so, too. So, yeah, I think it's a globetrotters for baseball, but I, I think what, it's though, funny. I bet it's cheap. I bet it's fun to watch. They had a they had a, a Yankee uh, uh, um, a Hall of Famer on there the other day throwing out a, a pitch, which was pretty cool. But they're gaining a lot of traction because it's fun. It's probably fairly cheap. They're not going to try to, you know, it's not like going to Astros or Yankees. Can you imagine if the Astros is – how much is it to go to Yankees home opener? I wouldn't even I, – not, <laughs> I don't know, but I wouldn't oh, go. Or, that's, what, LA. That's, what, that's what sucks about being in Tulsa right now is that it's the Tulsa Drillers or the AA affiliate of the Dodgers. So I got to go watch the Dodgers. The Drillers. I, I mean – Oh, it's that, fun. Oh, so, so the minor league team in Tulsa is the Dodgers. The oh, Dodgers affiliate, wow. the Drillers. I mean, I like that name. I like that the name. The Tulsa a lot. Drillers. Houston, you know, Houston changed their um, their AAA team to the Space Cowboys. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I like I the just, Skeeters better. Uh, yeah, I like the Skeeters. I, I don't Space know. Cowboys. Yeah, I mean that sounds like an old George Michael song or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't like it. Yeah, uh, or whoever sang Tom that. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. There you go, Tom Petty. Uh, just interesting that, inter- I, I, you know, well, speaking of logos, they came up with these Nike logos, and I actually liked the the Astros uniforms, and I saw the other ones. Uh, they're city, they're city logos, right? The Space City. Yeah, they. I had, thought those were pretty good. I, I, I liked it. I did. I yeah. liked the, the colors. Nike did a good job with that. They do them for football too, and I think the the uniforms look cool. And I, I like. The, I don't like the NBA's version of that stuff. Like it is a little bit too much for me, man. I did see the other day on the Golden State Warriors. You know how they love advertising on the uniforms now. Golden State Warriors are advertising Bumble. On, on their on their jersey, that was like Steph oh, Curry's wife's body. Wait a man. minute, <laughs> I didn't know that was the thing. Um, I think that's I think that advertising on the jerseys is the trashiest. I mean, like, like money, they're not money, making money, enough money. money. Exactly. Money. Yeah, it's yeah. like I mean, next thing you know, it's yeah, a car driving up with all the bumper stickers. That's what their that's what their jerseys are going to start looking like. Yeah, it's 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 getting a little bit out of control over there, and you know, look, it, it's all about the money, and that's what we were talking about. Speaking of the NBA, look, I tell people this all the time, and we we talked before the show. It's not my favorite sport right now, and that we mentioned that it's even funnier because a guy that plays in the NBA just quit the NBA, which I thought was hysterical. Mari, Mar, Mario Henzonja, I think that's how he's an actually really good NBA player, came out today and says he will not return to the NBA. I have no desire to return to the NBA. I saw a lot of things there. I'm not going to return there. I didn't get as much respect on the court as I deserved. In addition, my opinion, basketball in the NBA is more of a show than a game. I agree, and I think that goes back to the salary deal. I think every sport will become that way if, if it's not real then, but the NBA is uh, – 
It's just, to me, it's not even fun to watch. It's a bunch of ISO ball. It's a bunch of, you know, one-on-one. Yeah, no defense. And I don't think it's a good product that they're putting out. And I think, you know, a perfect example of that is LeBron James. I mean, that guy doesn't care about anything but himself. He needs to stay out of politics. He needs to play basketball and and do his deal. Other than that, he's just a sideshow. And he obviously, I mean, look at their payroll. Look at the players they had. Are they in the playoffs? Three Hall of Famers not making the playoffs and what some would say is the most disastrous season of the NBA in their history. You have three Hall of Fame players. Yeah, it's, it's awful. you could not get it together. And look, so the criticism on LBJ, obviously he goes into these teams and he uh, he destroys them, you know, breaks them down. Yes, he won a championship in Miami. The best thing that LeBron, in my opinion, they did in his career was the Cleveland championship. I thought that was amazing. Coming down 3-1, that was the – that was – the pinnacle of his career, and he should have stayed in Cleveland, and I think basketball would have been better for it if he did. He won the championship for his hometown. It was amazing. He beat, at that time, and, and I mean, still to this day, the best reg- regular season basketball team ever. They were they were 73-1, and one, beating Jordan 72, or not 73-1, and one, sorry, 73-9. and nine, They were they beat Jordan 72-10 and 10 team, and they came back down 3-1, to one, yeah. which had never happened like in the, in the NBA championship. And LeBron James was a fan favorite at home, and then all hell broke loose. And I agree with you that LeBron is it's, – it's a sideshow act. It's like, here, let me just – my friends want to play here, and they meet up during the summer, and like, oh, I'll bring you on over here. Do you even rem- – like, nobody remembers that Carmelo Anthony's also on that team. That's four Hall of Famers. Uh, is he? Yes. Is he active? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You don't, yeah. you don't see them on there. But regardless, I tell people this all the time. I don't watch the regular season NBA anymore. It is a joke, and it's another thing where fans, they play, pay a bunch of money to go to the games, and in this instant, if it's game number 60, your players, they don't even play. No, you don't even know. You're you know, taking your kid, hey, you want to go see yeah, LeBron, LeBron James, James and, and you show up, and he's in sunglasses and, and if he's not, jumpsuit. Yeah, and then Anthony Davidson and Russell Westbrook, you don't get to see any of the guys that you're paying good money to go see because these players are like, ah, I just, I'm taking the day off today. I, yeah. I, I still, my ankle's still a little sore. Back in the day, you had to play those 82 games. Like, I mean, something better basically be wrong with you physically, like really wrong with you in order for you not to play a game. And they just I mean, take them. I mean, no, Vernon Maxwell could get shot and he was going to play. Yeah. I mean, back then, <laughs> Mad Max. 95, you know, in the 90s, the Rockets were, I mean, I loved the NBA back then. But, you, you know, those guys were playing because they, they had passion and they had, they had purpose out there. Now, they know LeBron's next big deal is he wants to play with the Brawny. He's well, gonna go where Bronny. Yeah. Who cares? Well, I don't think that LeBron, like Bronny's gonna. He's he's not even highly recruited. He doesn't look. To, he doesn't look to be. You don't think he's gonna get shot because no. of his name. The best thing that LeBron James needs to do, which I I do think that he will be traded in this offseason. I'm almost positive he will. Um, they're they're done with him in L.A. I think Magic Johnson. I think Genie Bus. I think that whole. I think the town. I I haven't spoken to you about this, but look, LeBron James is not James Worthy. He's not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's not Magic Johnson. He's not Kobe Bryant. He's not Shaquille O'Neal. Those are L.A. Lakers. Right. Those are, that's and they live in that town, and the town accepts them. They're 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 part of that history. I don't think LeBron fits in that category over there. No, especially after this year. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean he, yeah. whatever whatever foothold he had before this year is gone because he have, was basically shitting his mess kid. Yeah, I have, I have Laker fans that like it. we don't watch the games. We yeah. don't, and I just think that he's he's ran his course. Look, he got him a champ. Look, he got him a banner. I'm not going to say a championship because that bubble banner COVID. and the Disney championship, whichever, however you want to explain it to yourself, I I don't I don't I'm not I'm not saying way to go Lakers. Like you know that wasn't it. 
I think that he's done. The best thing that could happen for the NBA and for LeBron James is go back to Cleveland. They actually have a decent team. Or just retire. Yeah, yeah, or just retire. Like, go home, spend your last couple years, or wait on Bronny if that's what you want to do, man. But stop this. He's literally just parading around the NBA. And he's just turned it into a mockery and a joke. And people are just like, uh. And I don't care how many of you think that the, the ratings have gone up. They have not. Now, there was an incredible game last night. The Hawks beat the Heat. Or the Hawks get killed by the Heat. Sorry. Uh, 115 to 91. But the Nets and Boston Celtics series is going to be fun to watch. Like, again, I don't watch to a playoffs, but I did watch that game last night. And uh, it was fun. It was absolutely Jalen Brown with a last second layup. It was fan. <laughs> I heard this today. Last second layup in Boston had never happened before in the history of the Celtics. A last second win in the playoffs. I think Boston, that's you know, crazy with, the, with their whole yeah, history. Their history and, and kind of that's what I was going. You know, it's it's hard to believe with the history of the Lakers, the Celtics, you know, teams like that. You'll never have that sideshow you know, loss of interest in Boston. I just think no. they're just it just they won't allow it. No. That's you, like the, the culture the culture in LA and that whole state is just it's, it's what different. drives that awful culture yeah, that they exactly. have. Yeah, yeah. It's different. Yeah. The the and now I mean you've got what, seven, eight professional teams in LA? Like I mean, it's it's hard. You got the Dodgers, the Anaheim Angels you got bet the Clippers draw better than the yeah, Lakers. the Clippers and the Lakers. Well, they do now for sure, one hundred percent. I'm just yeah. the Clippers lost, but uh, anyways, the Celtics beat uh, the Nets on the last second shot, which was fantastic. And the the highlight of this whole game, which I think the in, and this is goes into exactly what we're talking about, which I think the NBA needs is Kyrie Irving flipping off the entire crowd in Boston. I'm yeah. sorry if you're gonna pay a ticket. It does not give you the right to tell him to f off. It doesn't. You can't scream profanities about his family and this without him being able to say, "Man, f you too." Yeah, he's got to <laughs> be able to respond. I mean, you know, to a point. I mean, he's obviously he's in the limelight. He's getting paid a lot of money. He's got to show a little more self control. To a point. I mean, I don't know exactly what was said, but I'm a pretty emotional guy, so I. <laughs> I'm not going to definitely – I have other reasons not to like Kyrie Irving. It's not because he flipped off. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't blame him. I, again, I don't know what was said, but I, – I, it, Well, they were basically saying you saw his – you know, they were cursing at him mm. bad and talking about his family and it's like, chill. Dude, you, I'm sorry. If you buy a ticket to an NBA game, it's one thing to heckle. Like, that's fine. We understand that. But it's another thing to get personal and stuff like that. I, and don't get upset when he responds. And if the NBA was looking for ratings, Kyrie Irving just drove them up a little because people are going to be like, Ooh, yeah, and they need ratings. Yeah, they need it. Yeah, they need it bad. And Kyrie, I mean, literally, he was standing on the sideline doing this with his F, like, F you behind him. And then he made a three with somebody right on him and just ran right by them all, like down the side, down the half court and just flipping them off. I was like, this is great because if you don't, if you don't watch the NBA, but are you flipping through and now you see that game on, you're gonna you might click on it now and go, All right, let me see what this is all about. Yeah. Cause it, now this there's obviously one more game of Boston and then they're gonna go back to New Jersey. Now imagine when they go back to New Jersey. The the fans in New Jersey, now you've got that Boston, New York thing going on yeah. again. And here we go. <laughs> it's gonna be intense. Yeah. It's gonna be intense. The, the, I guarantee you the the prices for that 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 game in New Jersey, I bet they're skyrocketing. People cannot wait. People are making signs. Like it, that'll be fun. This series should be fun to watch. I hope that that New Jersey ties it up. 
um, tomorrow night and, and they go back and it, it, I hope that's a seven game series. The NBA needs that. Me being in this business, you, you want content. Right. That's I mean, what we're here for. Him flipping off the uh, fans is, is the same uh, same kind of uh, moving the needle, if you will, yes. of Will Smith slapping slapping yeah. uh, what's his name at the <laughs> Chris Grammy? Rock. Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. I mean, Man, when I saw that nobody live, watched I was the like, Grammys until that. Oh, you no. saw, it I saw it live. I was just flipping. I, re- I swear to God, I was like, man, because there was nothing else on that did a good job of putting that on when nothing was on. Because yeah. I don't watch channel, here's channel 11, 12, 13, ABC, NBC, CBS. Right. I don't want, there's nothing on that's worth a crap to me. So I don't really watch, I still watch Friends before I'll put it on anything like that. But I was like, oh, let me just see what the, and literally I flipped it on, I was watching, I was on my phone doing some work. It was just noise in the background. But Chris Rock was up there, so I was like, well, let me just listen to what Chris Rock has to say. He's always kind of funny. And I saw it live, and I was like, staged or no not? No way that just happened. No, I saw staged it live, and I was like, no, no, there's no way. Because of what? Because they stopped the sound. They cut everything off, and they went to like two or three different camera angles. They were all confused, and I was like, oh, crap. I think I was like one of the first people, at least on my feed, to post like what happened. I was like, did that? And then like all of a sudden, all you see everything start coming out. I was shocked, dude. And all the people that thought it was fake, look what's happening now. There's no way that was fake because Will Smith is getting drugged under the bus. I mean, like everything. Chris Rock tickets went up. By the way, he's coming to Houston. I'm not <laughs> not plugging him or anything. Him and Will Smith are coming together. Right. right. Will Smith's opening for him now. <laughs> that dude. His brother, his brother wants to box him. Uh, I think there was, a, there was a rapper. But what's the dude that slept with Kim Kardashian? What was his name? Ray J? Uh, who didn't? Right. <laughs> I mean, everybody at this Travis point. Scott. Travis. Oh, yeah, that's the other card. Let's talk about Kim. The sex tape. Was it Ray J? I, I have no idea. <laughs> Anyways, I forget. Just being honest, have yeah. no idea. Uh, well, I think it was one of them. But, like, like anyways, <clears throat> moving on <laughs> before we get into too much of that. Uh, uh, what did you say, Mike? Yes, I believe yes. Pena is in lineup. Yeah, it's the home opener. The Astros are the Astros are on. Oh, uh, I'm sure. Uh, of course, it's I'm not sure just for offensive reasons. That guy defensively looks to be absolutely fantastic, man. You know, you're up the middle, guys. Your catcher, short, second, center. We're always supposed to be defensive guys. The game's changing a little bit, but those are all yeah. your defensive guys. Well, and for those, I think we said at the um, when Mike was on the show last week or, or a week and a half ago, we said that uh, the shift that, for those of y'all that. The, the shift is changing next year. Unfortunately, it's not this year. You know, we've already yeah. seen it affect games this year, and I, I absolutely uh, I hate it because it's going to make the game more interesting. They should have implemented it, I think, immediately. Well, I mean, again, it's kind of like going back to the salary deal. If everybody that, that they were shifting on, that you have a – for instance, let's say your third baseman is playing shortstop, and every yeah, guy so went let's up just there and bunted. Use Jordan, for example. If he went up there and bunted in, in the, the – I guess the response I get is, "Well, that's better than hitting a home run, so we'll take it." Yeah, but the game. Would okay, be- but yeah, but if he's get, if you're constantly have people on base and the pitcher's constantly working on out of the stretch, that's going to affect the game. One hundred percent. So don't bitch about it. Change it. Beat it. Yep. Which I don't. I'm glad you can't do it, but I'm saying for you know this year, who Rizzo did it? Uh, yeah, the other night, the other night, night all the way Yankees. down third. That was awesome. That so, was awesome. I mean, <laughs> Well, but, it would have been for him, too, but he didn't know where the ball went. Yeah. He thought he fouled it straight back and then saw it land, and it landed all the way by third base. 
Oh, we've got a uh, look, man. I know we're not going to stick too much on the oh, NBA no. here, dude. We've got uh, the Raptors of 76ers, uh, Raptors 13 or 76ers 12, which, by the way, James Harden has 13 or 12 already. Well, no, it, I, I, he has five points, two rebounds, one assist right now, yeah. but he's playing more of a point guard position now with, and mm. actually distributing instead of jacking up a lot, a lot of stuff. But what's going to be funny in this series, I hope Toronto comes back. I, I hope these series are long the, for the NBA for their ratings in general, but if Harden goes into game seven and chokes, it's over, bro. Like, I mean, I can't, I can't even, cause he, that's his history. That's his MO. Yeah. That, that is it. James Harden chokes in every single playoff scenario there is. Yeah. I mean, I saw, we, I remember the one that I was actually there it was against the Spurs. I don't know. Oh, and Ginobili sh- blocked him. Yeah. I mean, then they had a bunch of known, they had a guy that was, they pulled off the street two weeks before the series starts, and he comes out and make. I mean, they just wore the Rockets out. Harden had like eight points in Game Seven. <laughs> Somebody said, or Chewy said, "Sex takes We talking sex tapes, yeah, man. This is sports with balls, man. We talk about whatever. That's how, yeah, that's how that's how things go, man. Uh, man, we're having fun. Thank you all for listening to Sports with Balls, man. Go to any one of our our social media sites. Please like, share the show, join up on the YouTube. We are stock talking here, stalking. Talking here with Stephen Truitt, the owner of Clean Athlete. Go and check out his product at thecleanathlete.org. It's fantastic, man. I've got uh, I ordered mine, and uh, I'm glad you you hand delivered it today. This is I did. fantastic stuff. Service with a smile. <laughs> there you go. And this dude shot a 77 today over at, at Blackjack. Blue Jack. Blue Jack. Blue Jack. I love. Maybe I'm maybe I'm gambling too much. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> it's thecleanathlete.org for those of y'all listening, but those of y'all watching the show uh, on YouTube or Twitter or wherever, it's right there on the screen. Give them a call, 281-733-4150. This stuff is absolutely amazing. Tell me just a little bit about it before, like one more time before we get out of here. Basically, it's what your body produces when you get sick. It fights off the pathogens, the bacteria that are in the air. Um, it's not harmful to ingest. As a matter of fact, when my kids start getting sniffly, I'll put four sprays in a nebulizer have them run the nebulizer over their mouth and nose to kill all the viral load that they're carrying or have picked up at school. Uh, it's an amazing product. Where, it, where it's awesome, you, awesome, what, awesome. What, what kind of places would you say that this is best used It's best used all over your body. It's great yeah, I, for, uh, you know, honestly, it's great for sunburns, mosquito bites, nicks. Uh, oh, mosquito bites. That's a big one. Wounds, uh, you know, yeah. nicks, abrasions. I mean, that's originally what it was for. Yeah. It was in the, our World War One. Our soldiers use it for nicks, abrasions, and gunshot wounds. Well, it's incredible. I like it. I sprayed on my daughter. I sprayed on my daughter's hands and face before she goes into uh, her softball games and practices and stuff like that. I'm not a clean freak. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a germaphobe. But man, this is like a liquid mask that protects you from all that stuff, where you don't actually have to put on those straps and, and talk to be like that. Absolutely obnoxious. This stuff's amazing. Again, thecleanathlete.org. Thecleanathlete.org. O-R-G. Got to thank a couple of people before we get out of here. Mark Borman and Construction Concepts, changing corporate culture one design at a time. From hospitality to corporate luxury retail and their medical facilities, their team of experts can create or update a space that exceeds your expectations. Give them a call, 713-589-2682. That's buildithouston.com. Um, I guess that's about it. Like Final notes. Look, we talked a little bit about how money is changing. The NFL signed their highest paid cornerback ever uh, in Cleveland, which is Cleveland Browns. Like, I wish we had more time to get into that because that's, yeah. that's an hysterical Train story. Um, but 
Look, guys, I want to thank y'all for paying attention to us again. Man, Stephen Truitt, thank you so much for coming on the show. How to black dude, I can't believe it's been an hour. Yeah, it flew by, <laughs> man. I appreciate you having me. It's been fun. Let's go play golf soon, man. Listen, thank you guys for watching Sports with Balls. I'm Jeff Michael, man. We will see you back here Thursday night. See y'all later.